Hello and welcome to Books the Podcast. To Books the Podcast. The only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we're Booksmen. And we're Booksmen. Oh, there you go. We're (laughs) Weird Booksmen. It only took took three weeks in and a few years to come (laughs) up with that. Books sounds like uh, a word uh, ghosts famously use. Yeah, all of our booing uh, really woke Ginger up. Yeah, Ginger got very upset. Which is strange because, like, Ginger's the only... Ginger's the dog. Ginger's, yeah, everybody knows who Ginger is. Uh, Ginger's the only one in this uh, apartment who I I think has seen ghosts, or at least has (laughs) stared at... That's why she was so troubled when she heard more. She hasn't been troubled when she's, like, seemingly seen other ghosts. Uh, You know, where it's just, like, all of a sudden she, like, stirs and, like, watches something move across the room that isn't there. Uh yeah, is is your kid doing anything creepy like that yet? Not yet. Yeah. I'm kind of uh, worried for you know because he doesn't really say anything beyond yeah. like Mama and Dada. Uh huh. Um, and Tom, of course. And Tom. <laughs> His first word was Tom. It's uh, <laughs> troubling because he's only met you a few <laughs> times. Uh, but uh, uh, once he's verbal. Uh-huh. I don't like when like you read stories. You ever read one of those Reddit threads about like what's the <laughs> creepiest thing your kid ever yeah. said? It's like, oh, the man was here last night. <laughs> it's like, uh. Oh, yeah. My niece is, uh, I think she's maybe starting to age out of it. But like, uh, I I know it's been explained to me as like, she just doesn't understand the difference between like dreams and reality, mm. where she'll say like, when I close my eyes, I see the woman. And it's like, ooh. Yeah. And it's like, oh, she had a dream about some woman. But then she also says stuff like, you know, uh, that, you know, when, when I was asleep last night, the little boy was whispering to me. And it's like, oh, God, now we've got to move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will move at the drop of a hat, too. <laughs> if your kid starts talking about, yeah. Uh, Oh my God! Yeah, like oh the yeah the 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 little girl told me that that uh, daddy's days are numbered. <laughs> that daddy shouldn't be talking to me the way he does, or else he'll be sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm too nice to my kid. Sometimes he cries, and I'm just like, it's okay. You're not crying for any good reason. <laughs> well, he's also he's literally a year old, so yeah. I, you know I don't think you can like uh, start bullying him. Yet. I'm not, I'm not going to bully him, but sometimes it's like if you're not crying for a reason, yeah. like, you can cry for a reason. Do you ever say I'll give you a reason to cry? No, <laughs> no. And then you tell I, him I, something I, real scary. I tell I told you, Tom. I'd say it's okay. And I mean it. It's okay. It's okay for now. Does it work? No, Do you, you gonna... say it's okay for now. Well, that's what I mean. <laughs> it's okay for now, but you're gonna have to cut this shit out pretty soon. Yeah. Well, when he's 18, he's crying for no reason. Yeah. I mean, I guess we'd be like, okay, let's look at <laughs> getting you a therapist, buddy. <laughs> right. there's, there's something going on here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Seems like I fucked up over the last 18 years. Yeah. Well, you should probably count on that. You should probably start a therapist savings account now to see if you can prepay a therapist now i uh i uh did the we and i expect you to contribute the college Uh, fund thing 
Well, you the 503? What is the thing called? Oh, I don't know. There's like a, a fund where you can put money in tax-free. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not funding anybody's college. You should fund my son. Like a little bit. Like can it's his I birthday get, this weekend. You're coming uh, to the party maybe yeah. if it doesn't get rained out. Uh-huh. Um, let's put like a thousand dollars in it, and and there'll be like some, you know, where it's like I don't pay taxes on it, but then yeah, like you won't. Later I mean, on, he gives it to me, and yeah, when he's when he's uh, when he graduates, yeah, he gets a job, uh, you know, head scientist at Lockheed Martin. <laughs> he's gonna work for a military contractor. Yeah, he's that's going into the the war business. Yeah. I don't know if this is like a uh, like. The nurses are stealing from me type accusation I'm going to make. But, um, you know, I remember getting a lot of savings bonds when I was a kid that I never saw again. Yeah, same. <laughs> um, did our parents just, like, lose track of them? I feel like my mom at some point gave some, like, it was like a vague, like, we use that for your college, but... It was really a like we spent that money, but we paid for your college, which later. I think is totally fair. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But you know, it's still like a little transparency here would be nice. Yeah, exactly. So you don't have to do uh, like a Macaulay Culkin divorcing your parents situation. <laughs> yeah. Also, like uh, relatives and everything, like a savings bond that that you know that's a great gift. It's forward thinking. Don't give it to a kid. Just give it to their parents. Yeah. Don't don't mess with the middleman because I would get that shit and I'd be like, oh, where are these? This is the weirdest looking Jeffrey dollars I've ever seen. Where can I spend these? Yeah. Oh, no, this will be, uh, you know, in uh, 10 years. This, I'll be like, what? So in more than I've lived to date. Yeah. Time added on to how, how long I've already lived. That's when I'll be able to use this. And like. It's like what twenty five or fifty dollars or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. It's like they have the money now. I know them. <laughs> right. Give it to me. I'll spend it now on yeah. a good investment that I'll use for the rest of my life. My grandfather gave uh, all the grandkids one uh, one Christmas, just like a hundred dollar bill. Nice. You know what I spent? <laughs> I spent sixty dollars on a on, at a strip club. Nope. Uh, on a program. <laughs> At the Billy Joel River of Dreams <laughs> tour in 1992. $60? $60. In 1992 dollars? <laughs> yeah. Was it fucking coated in gold? No, it was really cool, though. Uh, t- had, like, how cool could it have possibly been? I mean, it was been? not $60. So I'm telling you this as- I mean, how much would like a Billy Joel box set have cost back then even? Yeah, probably- Probably about that much. Yeah, but this is a tour program. It had a <laughs> bio of Liberty DeVito in it. <laughs> nice. You finally learned his origin story. Yeah. I think it might have had a track-by-track breakdown of the album River of Dreams. Okay. Boy. Most of the songs were about Christy Brinkley. Yeah. Yeah. And it still didn't. Was that uh, you, you somehow triggered Siri there when you She's said a big Christy, Christy Brinkley, Brinkley fan? <laughs> you know what, Tim? I I changed it so instead of uh, uh, Siri, Siri it, it's uh, response to Christy Brinkley's name. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> um, that that really threw me for a loop. Your parents allowed you to to spend that kind I of money. I remember at the Nassau like Coliseum, my parents like taking me aside at the and being like your grandfather gave you this money is this really what you want to spend it on 
I was like, yes, of course. I've never wanted anything more. And then Billy Joel from the stage after, like, after I bought it, like, uh, he made a, a comment about how overpriced <laughs> all of his merch was and how nobody should buy it and they should just buy the bootleg shit in the, in the parking lot. Wow. And he's like, it's all the same shit. And I was like, man, Billy Joel is cool. And also, I got to see if I can return this tour program. <laughs> Because I just got fleeced. Yeah. Well, I bet he couldn't buy the tour program outside. Yeah. Either the shirt, sure. Yeah. I think I still have the tour program at home. So, you know. It's Maybe more... it's appreciated in value. Yeah. It may. Uh, it, yeah, I guess there's like a market for tour programs. Should I check eBay? Yeah, check eBay. River of Dreams tour program, yeah. $60. River uh-huh. of Dreams vinyl. It's on vinyl. Tour yeah, of course it's on vinyl. Program. No, that was, it came out in the age of CDs. Yeah, but they still would uh, throw throw a bone to vinyl. Ooh, nine ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, but Tim, that's in twenty twenty two dollars. This one says last one. Last one. <laughs> but look at this cool uh, cover. It's got Billy Joel like standing in water. It. Yeah, he's but he's like suit. he's wearing like an ill fitting suit. <laughs> Oh, man, I remember this. Look at this. It's got this I know one... you remember it. You just told the whole story about it. Yeah. I don't know. It's got this one like kind of translucent page. Yeah. That probably cost $20 alone to produce that yeah. kind of thing. It was cool. It was yeah. a very cool thing. Um, I remember know. as a kid one time getting $20 and saying to my mom, I'm probably the richest kid who's ever lived. And did you disabuse you of that? Me? And she say, uh, have you ever heard of Richie Rich, you little dumb shit? Um, that was uh, right around the time when uh, Highlights Magazine turned down my photo and I wanted to write a, a letter back that just said, fuck. said, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I, I think... I meant fuck you, but I didn't yeah, you know. Didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I, don't know, just... I don't think highlights would have printed that. <laughs> I didn't want them to necessarily print it. I just wanted them to feel uh, ashamed. But I do remember, like, <laughs> knowing that that was such a bad thing to say. Yeah, and like not really getting in trouble because I remember my mom trying to stifle a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Take a letter, mom. Dear <laughs> fuck. <laughs> All right. Do you need me to go get the address? I'll go get one of the magazines. You can Because I think she just could see, like, oh, this is the maddest <laughs> this little boy's ever been. <laughs> and, like, I'm mad that he said such a bad word. But also, like, I can see how angry he is. And but also, that like, is the only word that would fit. Yeah. And the fact that, like, he has, he knows that word and that it's bad. And that he reserved it for right. when he was at his maddest. Yeah. And that was his release valve. Like, that's actually, there's something there yeah. that's like, hey, this is the healthiest way to use that. Yeah. But look so. at me now, swearing like a sailor on this fuck, podcast. Fuck, 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 Tim, let me tell, before we get into the uh, short story this week, let me uh, tell you about something har harrowing that happened after last week's podcast. Oh, no. After we recorded Tim, I went, you left. No, you didn't wow. leave. We were on Zoom together. We're, we're in the same FaceTime. room right now. We're in the same room right now, but we weren't at the time. 
and we got all done. And I was like, ah, all right, another uh, another winning episode, two winning episodes. Now to enjoy the fruits of my labor, to have some popcorn, and I broke a tooth. You broke a tooth? Within like uh, 20 minutes of the last week's episode ending. So if my voice sounds any different from last week, it's because... Uh, you got a little whistle in the air. <laughs> <laughs> my voice sounds pretty different. <laughs> it's because my front two teeth broke in such a way that everything I say whistles a little bit. Uh, no, one of my wisdom teeth. Back, oh, wow. Uh, like a... a I keep saying one of my back wisdom teeth, but that's what a wisdom yeah, teeth it's is all the way in the back. Way. Lower wisdom teeth. So you have you have wisdom teeth that's that were got, not yeah, taken Tim, out. I mean, you know how smart I am. Yeah. It's from the teeth. Yeah, because a lot of people have those removed. You're yeah. like, nah, keep them in. Keep them in. I'll, I, need I need all the, I can get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, hold on. You can have wisdom teeth that don't need to be removed? Yeah. Huh. Um, both of my bottom wisdom teeth have fillings, though. And I remember getting them not too long ago and the dentist saying like, hey, you want like a tooth color filling or you want silver? And I was like, what would you recommend? And he was like, the silver like holds up better. And he was like, honestly, it's your back wisdom teeth. If somebody's close enough to notice it, you got other problems. Mm-hmm. Um, Means someone's trying to kiss you. <laughs> 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 yeah. You got to get out of there. No, because even if somebody was trying to kiss me, they wouldn't be able to see. It's like I would have to open my mouth all the way. Yeah. Like you can't. You're trying to kiss me right now and yeah. you can't see it. Um, But uh, so, yeah, it has like it's. So here's the problem, Tim. Like this tooth already had like a pretty big filling in it. And then like the front part of it cracked and just left like a uh, just like a sharp thing of silver in my mouth Mm. that has been cutting my tongue for a week now um i'm going to the dentist tomorrow uh remember remember that david goes to the dentist that's gonna be me tomorrow yeah and be like hit me up with that uh nitrous oxide doc i never want that to happen to me i'm afraid of what i will say yeah I've I've talked on this show about how I remember getting it as a kid and my mom talking to me and me telling my mom to shut up. <laughs> and you were a real piece of shit as a kid. You had well, to tell because I highlights was... fuck. <laughs> I don't think I told her to shove. I was just like, shh, can you be quiet? Because I was just like riding this high. Like, you know, you're a kid. You don't know what a high is, but you're mm. just like, this feels great, except for my mom yammering on and on. <laughs> I just want to sit here and kind of vibe out for a little bit. Yeah, I'm just afraid that like I'll get that done and I'll just be sitting and be like, I'm old now. Do you think a 22-year-old girl will ever find me attractive? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like something like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something that's in the deep recesses of my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in the in the deep recesses where you wouldn't have said twenty two. <laughs> um, when I was in, oh, I think I even took a picture of it. But when I, I and I forget if I've talked to you in person about this or or just on the podcast, uh, not just on the podcast in the podcast. But uh, when I was in Amsterdam. I was very confused by how the way uh, drugs work there. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, they famously have coffee shops. 
Right, but, the, but they don't serve coffee there. Well, that's also very confusing because a few times it was like, all right, I, w- I would like a coffee. Yeah, it's where like, can well, I get don't one go of those? to a coffee shop. Go to a weed shop. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like you have to go to a coffee house, not a coffee shop. Um, where is this picture? But uh, so the, the coffee shops have weed, but it's a weird thing where regular stores can just yeah i found it can just kind of sell anything they want it seems like um so a lot of stores sold edibles weed Mm. edibles like it seems like any store can just sell edibles which is backwards when you think about it because it's like oh edibles can lead to a lot more problems having a maureen doubt exactly you wind up with a maureen doubt situation where she writes an article uh, in the New York Times about uh, spending the weekend under her hotel bed because she, uh, she tried weed for the first time, right? And like ate a, a sleeve of weed cookies or whatever. Yeah. So uh, the coffee shops just sell weed at small quantities and you can, you're can you supposed to smoke it there. You're not allowed to smoke like, uh, or, and, you know, around. Of course, people do. But honestly, though, I didn't smell weed nearly as much as I do in the city. Yeah, exactly. Where it is legal to smoke it outside as long as you're like not in a park or whatever. Yeah, you're supposed to be like 100 feet from like a building too. Like I feel like it's there's the same. Actually... It's the same laws as smoking cigarettes. Yeah. I feel like it's like follows. if a cop <laughs> wants to hassle you yeah they can but they generally won't you know, judging by your income level and the color of your skin <laughs> um but anyway so like tons of places like corner shops and stuff just sold weed edibles but then there were places that sold that and then like magic mushrooms um but i took a picture of this one place was selling laughing gas you could do laughing gas? Yeah, they just wow. sold laughing gas straight up, and it said laughing gas. <laughs> and then in quotes, nitrous oxide. It's like, it no. It be the other way around, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, cracker for 10 euros. Uh, N20 charger box, which is 24, I guess, of these things for 20 euros. 50 for 40 euros. And 10 balloons for 3 euros. Mm. 10 balloons full of laughing gas for 3 euros? For you and all your friends. Oh, no, I think it was... The, they're not full of laughing gas. It's like you fill them uh, yourself. Yeah. And then uh, laughing gas party pack, 10 balloons, 10 chargers, one cracker. I'm guessing the cracker is like what takes the gas out of the cartridge. 20 euros. Yeah. 20 euros and you got a party. We should have a laughing gas party, Tom. I mean, I would have had to be there. <laughs> you would have had to be there? Yeah. I, we couldn't have had a laughing gas party because I wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe we should both go to Amsterdam together sometime. Have yeah, a right laughing... after our uh, uh, Vegas magic tour. Yeah, we'll go to Amsterdam and have a laughing gas party. What the fuck? We, you know, in our 20s, we weren't doing anything. We could have done all of these <laughs> things. We could have had a laughing gas tour of Amsterdam. Yeah. We could have had a magic tour of uh, Vegas. We could have gone on that uh, kite surfing expedition. Yeah. Fucking blew it. Should have bought some of this laughing gas. I imagine, I wish they had maybe sold just like one balloon of laughing gas because I wouldn't know what to do with the other stuff. And that would take too much and just go <laughs> and then fall over. You'd turn into the choker. Crack my it'd head. Be, it'd be permanent. <laughs> I, yeah, well, that's a problem. I should have asked at the store. Now, at what point do I become jokerified? <laughs> do I become, yeah, do I get jokerified? At what point is, uh, is it too much? And then I just become the clown prince of crime. <laughs> 
Um, Tom, I want a microdose. Can you help me figure out how to do this? Yeah, you just got to take a little bit. I know, but like, how can I do it safely? What do you mean safely? I think I have ADHD. <laughs> okay. You couldn't even get through it all. Uh, I was I was debating whether to say ADD or ADHD, but I yeah. think it's ADHD. I took some quizzes online. Oh, yeah. Well, that's just as good as a doctor. And I think all my shit's fucked up, and I think like <laughs> uh, I ruined my life because I didn't figure this out earlier. Yeah. And then I'm starting to hear that microdosing mm-hmm. LSD everything. or uh, 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 psilocybin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can like uh, cure you of that? It cure you of everything. It's I don't do that. Uh huh. But I don't want to like. There's some thing that I heard on a podcast that you could order it through the mail. I'm not going to do that shit because well, I'll just get all paranoid. What? What? Uh, why? As opposed to what? Buying it from you know some weird hippie in the woods? No, I want to um, <clears throat> participate in a university study. You're not going to want to do all that. Why They're not? Make you fill out questionnaires and stuff. Yeah, but I'll feel safe while I'm doing the thing. Yeah, they won't make me fill out questionnaires. They'll make me like uh. Be like, now stack these blocks, Tim. (laughs) (laughs) And that seems fun. (laughs) Because, like, or what's my alternative? I'm going to go to a doctor and they're going to give me, like, uh, freaking uh, uh, Adderall. Yeah. And it's so crazy to me that, like, ADHD, huh? Let's give you a bunch of fucking speed. That'll, that'll, that'll cure you. Well, but that's apparently the thing that, like, if you legitimately have it, then the things it like, like uh, focuses you. Yeah, it focuses you. Uh, I, and, you seem skeptical that I legitimately have it. I think, did I not tell you about the online quizzes? <laughs> no, I just think everybody has it now. Yeah. Well, so, and, like, let's all either get on Adderall or like figure <laughs> out how to safely uh, uh, microdose. Well, but that, I mean, that's a crazy thing. You could go to a doctor, they give you an Adderall prescription, but, uh, you know, you're you're afraid of microdosing. Yeah. Microdosing's fine. I've microdo. I've never done, uh, like, I've never tripped on mushrooms or anything, mm-hmm. but I've, I've tried microdosing. And how did you feel? One time I took a little too much and things <laughs> got shimmery. Oh, no. See, I, that would. But that was it. Things just got like a little shimmery for maybe like, you know what? It was I took it and then I meditated. And then when I opened my eyes, things were a little shimmery. And I was like, I don't remember everything being shimmery before. (laughs) (laughs) That seems kind of nice, actually. It was fine. Like it wasn't hallucinations or anything. But then uh, the other times I did it, it was just like, I just had like a good day. Yeah. So why did you stop doing it? Um, I mean, it's like tricky to uh, like procure mm. i guess and like like the way Not i was doctors at a university are giving it to you <laughs> and like the way i was doing it it was like it wasn't pre-dispensed that way i had to like make yeah. the doses and you know i didn't completely like trust that i was doing it right and shaking everything up enough but uh but i did like i i mean i for i think it was mostly that like it was problematic to get more but i would do it again Hmm. Let's do it again. Uh, we get to a thousand subscribers. We get to a thousand subscribers. We will do mushrooms, <laughs> but in very small doses. Yeah. No, I mean, I would try. I I'm interested to try. Tell it all your friends. Hey, and then we'll also so mm-hmm. Vegas <laughs> and mushrooms. Yeah, and then so, uh, after gonna, party in Amsterdam, we're gonna have a <laughs> laughing gas party. <laughs> yeah.
<laughs> Tell your friends. <laughs> Tell your friends to sign up. Tim, this week we read a short story. Even though we're booksmen, uh, this month stories we're sh- sometimes in books. It's there. You know what? Often there are stories in books. <laughs> um, I, now I hear the phrase "storybook" being thrown about. Uh-huh. Uh Sometimes, the- sometimes something can be a book and a story. Tim, now what do you think? Uh, I I forget if there were. If, well, first off, a lot of people wanted the lottery. A lot of people have asked for the lottery forever. Yeah. A uh, short story by Shirley Jackson. Yeah. Um, Shirley Jackson. <laughs> Cut that part out, Tim. Why? Anyway. Um, but uh, I forgive maybe multiple people suggested, but somebody said that they like the short stories more because it's easier to follow. Should this become a short story podcast? Should we become short storiesmen? Um, I think we uh, keep it open ended. Yeah, but I think I think we should be open to doing. Uh, well, one guy said something one time. Why don't you cool it? <laughs> well, but maybe he's very influential. Yeah, let's see who it was. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find the, the actual... Jonathan Schwartz said, uh, I think short stories work really well for this format. That way I don't need to remember what is happening week to week. I had no clue what was going on in Heat 2. Um, and that got four likes, including yeah. us. So that's five total if you include Jonathan. I don't know if Jonathan liked it or not. But no, I I go in and like everything that's not like I yeah I know. So offensive. then so then you, so like we had to discount my like. Yeah, well, and you also don't like things after like the first day, and you just forget to check again. But yeah, anyway, I think uh, I found like a good list of like uh, like influential sci-fi short stories. I think we should we should be open to doing short stories do more sci-fi. Tim, some people consider this story a science fiction story. Yeah, I do too. Um, you do too. Why? Did, what? How is it science fiction? Because it's like set in a different realm that's fantasy then all right i I don't want to talk about this um did you read um george saunders um uh Uh, a swim in the pond in the rain yes so we've talked about on this show okay well that makes me feel like um we're going to be dumb if we're talking about short stories on this. Well, we're not going right, to read like, like Russian short stories. If we're reading stories. like a novel, mm-hmm. right? It's just like we're going through the plot and there's a yeah. lot of plot. And short stories, it. it's more short like, story. what is this about? Exactly. And like, we're too dumb to pick yeah. up on like the themes and stuff. <laughs> so if it's a famous short story where we can then go to Wikipedia and it'll tell us what the <laughs> themes are. Right. Like, sure. Let's yeah. do that. Because otherwise, we'd be reading this short story. We'd be like, why do these idiots do this? <laughs> this is so dumb. Yeah, what the hell? Were you guys idiots? What, did Shirley I Jackson just is... write a story about a town full of idiots and it's not really about anything? <laughs> <laughs> just about this town she went to once where everybody was dumb? Did you enjoy... Is this the first time you read this? No, I remember reading it in high school. Uh, I, I seem to remember reading it multiple times in high school. Yeah, I never read it. Really? Before... Uh, yesterday. I feel like this was a high school favorite because even for a short story, it's pretty short. 
Yeah, it is really short. Like you can read it in class and discuss it. Uh, right. In the very same class. The thing about this, mm-hmm. and I get, like, do you like it? Uh, I do. And I remember liking it at the time, and I liked it a little bit more than I remembered reading it again now. It's funny to me. Oh, this is a funny story to you? Were you sick? Uh, Tim, are you on laughing gas? Are you the Joker? Yeah, I'm in Joker fight. I took too many balloons of laughing gas, (laughs) and here we are. Um, That, like, uh, this whole thing is just about process. Yeah. It's just the process of of how the thing works. Well, and, and, you know, there's there's Carrie. You learn a lot about the characters through that, but, like, uh, you know, it's just like uh, well, it's describing it, a process. It's about uh, like tradition and like yeah. aimless tradition, kind of mindless tradition. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's give a, a quick recap of what happens for the people. We'll link the story. It's on uh, the New Yorker's website for free. Yeah. You were about to purchase a eleven ninety nine the lottery <sighs> and other stories and other stories you've never heard of. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, this story was originally printed in the New Yorker, and mm-hmm. I guess they just have the rights in perpetuity. They got a fuck ton of hate mail about it. Yeah, uh, which is I thought a little surprising. But anyway, the story is basically about a town of I think it's like four hundred people. They say yeah, maybe just over three hundred. Where every year, right before harvest. Uh, everybody has to come into town, everybody, everybody, um, but at least like one person from each household, like a head of a household and everybody draws, uh, everybody has to go up and take a piece of paper out of a box. You know, there's like a, the guy in charge up front or Mark whatever. Summers <laughs> and, uh, Mr. Summers. Everybody takes their piece of paper and at the same time they unfold it. One person's got a black mark on their paper that person's house is chosen. Now every person from that house draws again. One person from that house is going to get a black mark. The rest of the town stones that person to death. And the idea being vaguely that that's what's like necessary for a good harvest. According to old man Warner, who's the only, who's the only like connection to. Yeah. Even wait, a wait. little bit of the rationale behind this. Yeah. Wait, which Who, is... And he's also a fuck. That's my, <laughs> yes. uh, that's my old man Warner is a fuck. <laughs> which like, hey. Yeah. Like, uh, I'll write him a letter. <laughs> <laughs> Your um, old man Warner, fuck. Uh, yeah. Old man Warner at least has the the idea of like, this is for the harvest. This is like a sacrifice, right. but everybody else, it's just like a blind tradition. Yeah. Of he's just also like, like kids these days. They don't want to get stoned. To death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that aspect. Of it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, everybody else kind of doesn't know why they're following it, but they do it because everybody d- does it, you know? So this is about tradition and it's about mob mentality uh, these people that are otherwise normal would not murder somebody, but uh, when they're part of a mob and perhaps not one person in particular could be blamed, uh, they're happy to do it. Yeah. Tom, did you mm-hmm. ever see one of those things where it's like, we set up a hidden camera in a doctor's office waiting room mm-hmm. and we had one person come in 
and uh, he didn't know what was going on. He came and sat down, filled out his paperwork, and then a bell would go off, and everybody in the waiting room would stand up when the <laughs> bell went off. Uh-huh. And they'd sit back down 30 seconds later. Um, and it's yeah. like, inevitably, the next time the bell went off and everybody stood up, that person would stand up, not knowing what... Did you, have you ever seen like that yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Do you think if you were the subject of that, do you think you would stand up? I'd like, I think everybody watching is like, well, I wouldn't do that. Right. But I think I probably would, right? <laughs> um, in a lot of, in some situations I wouldn't, in some I would. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I would blanket just, I think it would depend. On, I think. I would be more likely to like leave because yeah. I was like weirded out. Now let me tell you, let me ask you this. Uh like that was probably something that I saw in like two thousand four, right? Yeah. Now, twenty twenty two, we got phones. Yeah. I think I wouldn't even notice the other people. Yeah, I think out. either if I did notice, I'd also be like, I don't know what's going on, but here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna bury my head in my phone yeah. and like if I'm doing something wrong like I have a plausible excuse and I think like uh, does that mean that like oh this is why society is falling apart because we all blindly um, just decided to follow these rules of decorum Mm -hmm. and now we can you know dive into our phones phones and like see whatever we want to see there and like we don't have to worry about decorum so, like, maybe what we thought was a bad thing was actually a good thing? <laughs> maybe. I mean, that's certainly the case, like, uh, you know, in the city when you're on the subway, where it's just, like, the, the, sometimes the craziest shit's happening. It's, like, and 20 people are looking at their phones. And nobody's and, helping. Yeah, and, like, half of them honestly are bl- unaware that this is happening, and the other half are, like, eh, I'll just ignore that and instead of having to like stare at the ceiling i can just pretend that i'm completely engrossed in my phone yeah i mean i'm sure like panhandlers i like i'd be interested to hear what like phones have done to their uh business because like yeah it's the easiest thing in the world now somebody's coming through a guy ain't changed guy ain't changed it's like oh i'm looking at my phone i have my headphones in i'm oblivious to the world instead of having to say like no i'm sorry yeah. Tom, I think the lottery is a good thing. This was my <laughs> point. Um, okay. So they all gather. Mr. Summers yeah. is running this thing. Well, while we're talking about names, Tim, I want to bring up two names that I loved in this story. All right. The first, Clyde Dunbar. Clyde Dunbar. And the second one, this this one I love even more, Dickie Delacroix. <laughs> That I want to use like when I check into hotels. Dickie Delacroix. <laughs> yeah. And like, uh, or I was even thinking like that we, we should, uh, for like any live shows that should always be on our guest list. And it's like, if you're the first person that shows up and says, uh, Dickie Delacroix, I'm on the guest list. <laughs> hey, you get in for free. This was published in what, 1948? I think so. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, is there, sorry, I'm looking at Boswell, the horse. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, at this point, like, do, do you find it weird that uh, uh, 
they have that she mentions like this is how you pronounce Delacroix. Yeah, because there there is an explanation time, where it was, was it like, like, and this is how he says it. And it's like I think that's how you say. Maybe it. it's Delacroix. Delacroix. People thought, which and maybe Delacroix would be like. Oh, these people are kind of simple. Yeah. They don't know how to say it. Yeah, I mean, I guess it probably is Delacroix, but yeah, yeah, you wouldn't say it that way in in America, at least. I wouldn't. Well, people say LaCroix. It should be LaCroix. LaCroix. Excuse me. Do you have any LaCroix? Liquor at this time of day? (laughs) That's what they get, right? Yeah. That's why they say LaCroix. Exactly. Uh, there, there's, I also, my note, I have a few things in my notes here. Just, just kind of wacky things. I got a good wacky thing. Mr. Summers, I, we hate this guy, right? Yeah. Cause he's like the, the ringleader in all this. And, and it, his name's not in his fucking family. Isn't no, it? it is mentioned oh. that it's in there. Oh, he was they, a round they make a point of it. Jovial man. And he ran the coal business and people were sorry for him because he had no children and his wife was a scold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, checks out. What is a scold? Just like a mean lady? Yeah, just like what are you doing? Yeah, Mister Summers. Yeah, I'm I'm running the murder thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm be- wind you home for dinner. <laughs> uh, I'm putting one single black mark <laughs> on a piece of paper. Yeah, they also make a big point about like how the box is like really beat up and that like every year they're like, Ah, we should make a new box. Yeah. But then it's like, ah, but the this box has parts of the old box. It's so, like it's important. But it, it honestly, when they were describing the box, it, it sounded to me like it just needs a coat of paint. Yeah. Uh it would uh fix everything right up. I like that one year it was just like on the shelf of the grocery store for a while. Yeah. Another time it was in the post office, just like people were resting their feet on it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I kind of don't get how it got so beat up. Hmm. Paint it. Just paint it. Stain it, even. That'd be nice. Yeah, Mr. Summer, this is your fucking time to shine, man. Yeah, and you're you're bringing out this old rickety box every year. No wonder nobody uh, respects you. Everybody feels bad for you. He rigged it, right? There's no way he's going to get that black mark. Yeah, he he puts his uh, in the freezer uh, the night before. So that he he can feel the cold and pull it out. Yeah, I mean, uh, if he doesn't, he's an idiot. Yeah, you you gotta you look rigging things isn't great, but uh, you know if it's a life or death thing, yeah, rig the hell out of it. Yeah, or just like stop running it. Yeah, which is kind of the you get the impression that it's like oh this guy Mister Summers like. He thinks he's probably a big shot in town, but really everybody feels bad for him. And it's like, ah, that's the exact kind of guy that would be like, tradition is tradition. We have to do it. And I'm not going to question anything because, look, I have a position of authority. What a dick. What a dick. You round-faced Not to be confused with Dickie Delacroix. Who's a good man. (laughs) I think he's a boy. Oh, Dickie Delacroix's boy. Well, he grew up to be a good man. Yeah, Unless I mean, probably nowadays he's a man. <laughs> also, like, probably how many people? Very it's old man. Three or four hundred? Yeah. That's, like, a not insignificant. Like, over the course of a decade, they're <laughs> killing off a lot of their folk. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, especially if, like, people start, you know, it doesn't sound like this town really offers much. Yeah. <laughs> like, people are probably going to move out, and, like, not many people are moving in. Yeah. 
I wouldn't move to that town. But they and also, do... some towns up north aren't doing the lottery anymore, and the old man is like, Bruh. Yeah, I have in my notes here, old man Warner sucks. Yeah, I have old man Warner is a fuck. <laughs> well, I was a little more... Uh... I was more like six-year-old Tom. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you were saying uh, before... Oh, I, I want to mention... Uh, uh, also my like just early notes here that uh, they mentioned that the square where they're doing this is also where the teenage club uh, meets up and yeah. you were banned from those meetings. You kept showing up. I at remember the teenage club. at the teenage club and they were like, Oh shit. Actually it's just really for teenagers. Mr. Tim. And you're like, I was a teenager once. Doesn't that count everybody? And you're like, Oh, you're making everybody real uncomfortable. Do you feel like you're um that you can relate to teens? <laughs> no. Yeah, me neither. And there was a time like look, here's the thing. Right? Like people think um there's nothing sadder mm-hmm. than someone who's not young <laughs> uh-huh. trying to keep up with what's young and hip. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And being like, "Oh, I know the slang." It's like d- you shouldn't know the slang. Yeah. And like you knowing and the you, slang doesn't certainly make you shouldn't be using it. Yeah, it doesn't make them respect you. The reason I'm thinking this, Tom, mm-hmm. I heard like a, a probably a young oh, woman Tim, in her it, early twenties. Uh, is this no. something you overheard at teenage club? <laughs> I overheard this. I was out um with my wife uh-huh. and my son and my parents. Okay. Um in our hometown this past weekend. Oh, okay, yeah. Um we were at a bar restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, and was I it heard, the post office? No, it was... Uh, Mary Carol's? Nope. Um, it was more of a restaurant bar. It was uh, Swell Tacos. Oh, yeah, Swell yeah. Tacos. I've been there. There are good tacos yeah. there. And I heard uh, what was, a, I think, a young woman in her early 20s being like, it was so chuggy. What they, like, it was like <laughs> really chuggy. It was actually chuggy. Yeah. Um, And I said to my wife, I was like, didn't know they actually used the word chuggy. I yeah. just thought it was like something that like they wrote about in trend pieces. <laughs> and my wife was like, I've never heard that word. <laughs> my wife was like, who are you, the big chungus? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I never heard that word. And I was like, yeah, we shouldn't. It, like, If yeah. it's actually being used, we I should shouldn't know it. that. Yeah, I shouldn't know that. I shouldn't hear it. Yeah, and it's, unless I I'm at a restaurant. And... Yeah, and I understand it's like against me somehow, but I'm not exactly <laughs> sure how. <laughs> it's like to make fun of like uh, older millennials and is the that shit what that it they is? like. Yeah. Is that what chuggy is? Yeah. I don't so think like, I knew that. Yeah. Chuggy so, meaning. I'm looking it up. Yeah. Go to Urban Dictionary. The opposite of trendy. Yeah. Stylish in middle school and high school, but no longer in style. Used when someone still follows these out of date trends. This is this may include, but it's not limited to fashion, habits on social media, usage of slang, etc. Yeah, so it's a way for Gen Z to like rag on uh millennials. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, have you heard about this uh millennial pause? No. It apparently refers to and it's like one I'm curious if you hear it, you're going to be like, oh, okay. But it was like, to me, it was like, I didn't know that was a thing, but I get it now, but I don't know how to fix it. It apparently refers to when a millennial on, you know, Instagram or Snapchat or TikTok or whatever records themselves 
there's a pause in the beginning because oh. they're not sure if it's recording. Yeah. Whereas younger people aren't used to the idea that, yeah, it takes a second to start. <laughs> and they just hit record and immediately yeah. start talking. But even Taylor Swift has been accused of it, uh, that, you know, she still waits a second to make sure it's recording. Well, my thing is, Tom, mm-hmm. I, I've i never used social media in a way where, like, I am talking to them. Yeah, yeah. And I'm 40 years old. <laughs> and I'm no, you not- should start. I'm not going to start now. No, just I think young like, people would be interested. That's the trend. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like, nope, I, I barely fucking post anything on social yeah. media because I'm so afraid of Gen Z. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, Tom, I'm telling you, I'm I'm looking forward. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, look, I don't care 22-year-old ever finds me attractive. Because like, even if they did... I don't care how much laughing gas I've had. Because <laughs> even if they did, what am I going to do about it? Yeah. Nothing. Uh, yeah. Nothing. Yeah. No, but you would like the ego boost. That's what it is. Maybe. Yeah. Or you'd be weirded out. You might be like... I'd probably be weirded it, it out. It depends on the circumstance. And like... I know how, like, uh, or you'd leave your wife and child. Well, that's the thing. I know how, like, uh, <laughs> midlife crises go. Yeah, yeah. It's like I don't want to be put in that position where it's like the devil on my shoulder being like, "I think that twenty-two-year-old's into you." <laughs> Maybe you should blow up your life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like I have no desire to blow up my life. So why would I even care? <sighs> Man. I probably shouldn't talk about this, but that makes it sound even worse. (laughs) So now I do need to talk about this. But there is a guy in my building that I thought he had a nanny, but now I think it might be his girlfriend. Mm. Uh, I can't tell if it's his girlfriend or his daughter. And I'm like trying to figure it out. Does he live adjacent to you? Because he can probably hear you right (laughs) (laughs) now. No, he doesn't live on my floor. But I saw him with with this woman uh, this one day and I thought they were with a kid and I was like, oh, that must be like, you know, it's like, oh, I've seen that guy before, but I haven't seen this woman before. Uh, but she's with a kid. Maybe she's a nanny, but I haven't seen that kid since then. And now it seems like that woman's moving in across the street. And I'm like, what? Now, who is across this? the street? Yeah. And, and so it's down for me between like niece, kid because the guy's like in his late 40s and i think mm. the girl's probably like college age or yeah like mistress that he's now having move in across the street huh i'll i'll keep everybody yeah, updated. keep everybody gonna, updated that's i'm nice. gonna keep uh keep an eye on it. i i mean i spent like uh probably a good like 15 minutes staring out the window today about it so yeah i'll keep everybody up yeah that's i mean that's my thing it's like i'm gonna have like a nice, fulfilling, boring life. Yeah. And I'll just like try to like yeah, find out yeah, about everybody else's got, drama. Yeah. You've got a 40-year head start. Being boring? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> it's like uh, when uh, it was like Normcore. Yeah. It's like, oh, Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, and you're all like, flashing. oh, Cheers is back. In- I wish. <laughs> um, <laughs> Normcore is just hating your wife, Vera, and getting drunk every night. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I see, uh, like, look, Tom. Mm-hmm. Do you think you get, you're getting more into other people's drama as, like, your life is stabilizing? Yeah. 
That, that's what I feel like, and too. It, it, and it's fun. Exactly, and like, that's all I want, because I do not want a dramatic life. I like my I love my life. My yeah. life is great. And so it's just like, but like, if I want a little dash of drama, I'm not going to let it infiltrate my wonderful life. <laughs> yeah. I'll just fucking like pop into somebody else's. I feel like that's why, uh, you know, we talked about the Try Guys and the Slap. We, we were talking about uh, Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde before. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting more and more into celebrity stuff because just like part of the satisfaction is like, oh boy, <laughs> glad I don't have to deal with anything yeah. like that. That sounds like a real headache. But it's a real rush to know about it. Yeah. To hear about it. It's yeah. more of a rush to hear about it than to be involved I in it. I bet it is probably a rush to be involved in it, but like that's not a rush I'm after. It's like, hey, it's why I want a microdose <laughs> yeah. and not want to do the whole fucking thing. I don't know. When I was younger, I was in like dramatic situations and like, yeah, there is an element that you enjoy. Because when you get worked up, both of us like to get worked up <laughs> and indignant like, about well, things. Yeah. But then like after that wears off and then you're just like left with the consequences or whatever. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, nah, yeah. this stinks. Like, you know, and that's uh, probably the way Harry Styles is feeling right now. He's like, oh, great. Now I'm, I'm just get out of dating this, yeah. an old lady. <laughs> Oh god, my girlfriend's so chuggy. Yeah, that's a, and like uh, that's probably what he know. says to Zane. <laughs> when Zane when they talk. Snapchat together. <laughs> uh, Tim, uh, we, you talked a little bit about uh, how the uh, to go back to the the story here for a minute, the lottery yeah. about how the uh, New Yorker got so many uh, uh, hate, so much hate, hate mail, mail yeah. and. Uh, uh, Shirley Jackson herself said, even my mother scolded me. She, but she did not say her mother was a scold. <laughs> uh, Dad and I, a quote from her mom, Dad and I did not care at all for your story in the New Yorker, she wrote sternly. It does seem, dear, that this gloomy kind of story is what all you young people think about these days. Why don't you write something to cheer people up? How chuggy. How fucking chuggy can one mom be? How <laughs> one mom who probably died 60 years ago be? Um, I mean, I didn't think it was that. I don't know. There are, there are worse stories. I guess the New Yorker was, and I've always just kind of assumed the New Yorker was like, I don't know, like where it's like, yeah, this isn't highlights is, magazine. Like this is incredibly dark. Yeah. Uh, the New Yorker got a ton of mail that just said "fuck," <laughs> written in crayon. <laughs> um, it's incredibly dark, but like I don't know, it's not like gratuitous. It's not graphic. No, but like I think that's what does it. Like, yeah. and I think it's it's about like I think it it strikes a nerve in a way. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Where like it makes people uncomfortable mm -hmm. because it is like. The reason why it's like all oh, so much about process and stuff is that it's like they, she tries to make it as mundane as possible, as yeah. much of a fucking like like literally town hall before meeting. they before they start doing it. I think it's Summers that says like, "All right, well, let's get this over with so we can get get back to our days." Yeah, and so like I think the that's like, and I think that's why it endures and why it was so successful. Cause like mm -hmm. if it was just some gratuitous 
like a filth fest or something or <laughs> yeah. like violence fest it'd be yeah. like like there's not really much violence in it it's just like yeah i think we we he- see one rock hitter yeah and then the story ends yeah there's a lot of descriptions of the various rocks <laughs> yeah. before that happens some are big um, some are small yeah uh takes one lady uh two hands to pick yeah. the one up. it's like how effective is that how how are you really gonna well throw it? you know what when i read that part it were you know one lady like struggled to get a rock i wondered if it was like oh is that lady like trying to be humane uh, <laughs> like i'm gonna try and like take her out with this one big rock so yeah. it doesn't take you know 10 minutes of people throwing pebbles at her but like to like all the chilling details of like mm-hmm. once it becomes clear what's going on, yeah, of like, and the woman panicking. I think that's like the yeah. real dark part of this. But like, I think another dark part is that like, uh, right, the family goes up, right? Yeah, the family is marked. That the children are the children up, like up for grabs. They're up not for up grabs. For eligible, right? And then. The two, like, there's the really young kid who doesn't yeah. understand what's going on, but then the two other kids, and when they open theirs up and don't see the dot, they're beaming. They're so yeah. happy and proud and uh, and put them up. It's like, you know that just means that, like, either <laughs> your mom, else. dad, or your little brother yeah. who's too young to understand is going to get stoned to death, but it's just like, nope, the mob mentality. It's like, oh, it's not me. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Um, That, I thought, was, like, probably the darkest part. Yeah, yeah, that idea of, uh, I guess, like, selfishness of just, like, uh, well, at least it's not me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess it is pretty dark. And, like, the, f- I don't know, I just think, like, uh, I have to imagine, like, the, the people that are writing all these, like, upset letters in 1948, like, how many fucking shell-shocked World War II <laughs> soldiers were like, you think that's dark? <laughs> Let me tell you about like any random day yeah the shit i saw and and did uh yeah very uh prudish. do you think generally in american society um like may like take out the shell-shocked world <laughs> war ii veterans but like with the inequality that we know about mm-hmm. between like you know like uh do you think there was like deep seated guilt, or do you think that was just not like uh, an issue? Like, if you were like, because like deep seated guilt about what? About how like people's lot in life. Like, if you are somebody mm-hmm. who's reading the New Yorker in nineteen forty eight, I see what you're saying. Uh-huh. You're not somebody. You're somebody who could probably vote in any election easily. Yeah. Um probably like were eligible to live in whatever community you wanted to live, you know, like stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I do you see... think this straight strikes a nerve of like being like, Hey, look what we all go along with. That is really fucking disgusting. Do you think that, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think it was, I don't, I don't think that would necessarily be guilt, but I could see it being like a, like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be faced with, realities right. <laughs> i don't want to be faced with uh yeah because i was reading that like a lot of people think this was uh like about the draft 
Right. Uh, because there, you know, there was a draft in World War Two, and then they had reinstated the draft. That yeah, and you know, there is certainly you know, is later on during Vietnam, and even the Korean War, where it's like. Yeah, sometimes the draft was seen as like a death sentence almost and also something that rich people could buy their way out of one way or another. Right. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it would necessarily be guilt, but I think it it's like a, I don't want to think about things like this. Right. I, I don't want to be challenged this way. Uh, please uh, leave me alone. Right, because like, Story was also banned in South Africa. Yeah. Do we know why? Be- because of this. It was not the... I forget if I wrote it down. Because it wasn't the Republic of South Africa. It was like whatever preceded that. Um, I think just because, you know, it was a, a white, uh, like, you know, Dutch settlement that yeah. it was just, you know, the, these were all rich white people running the government there. And I'm sure they were like, don't give us any pause on anything we do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I've never heard like any of the radio dramas. I've never seen like a film. A Marilyn Manson video. I haven't seen the Marilyn Manson I video. I watched it. After seeing that there is a Marilyn Manson video about this. And you just want to support him any way that you can. Right <laughs> yeah. Now, right? It's yeah. just like, hey, where can I? I want to watch it for free on YouTube. Where can I buy it? Yeah. Um, uh, It's like based on the lottery in like the Vegas sense. It, it's Vegas, not Vegas sense. Uh, I'm not talking about the magic shows, unfortunately. Uh, it just sucked. I mean, all all his videos suck. Uh, I'd like to watch the uh, made for NBC film. I feel like oh, it's old though, right? Nineteen ninety six. Oh, okay. There's an NBC radio drama then that yeah. that came out only like a few years after this. I feel like I did see the the. I feel like maybe we even watched it in school after we read this. Oh my god! What Tom? This cast. We have to watch this. <laughs> Top two build. Okay. Dan Cortez. <laughs> MTV's Dan Cortez. I do remember this. I did see this. Second build. Kerry Russell. Felicity. Wow. From the Americans. Here we go. Uh, Steven Root. Wow. Uh, great in everything he's in. Great in everything he's in. William Daniels. Mr. Feeney from freaking <laughs> Boy Meets oh, World. Oh, is he Summers? No, he's Reverend Hutchinson. That okay. makes sense. Who is Summers? Mm, who is Summers? All, they changed the name. Who's Old Man Warner? Um, I hate like things like this. Mayor Warner. Okay. William Morgan Shepard, who's an old man. Looks like he's <laughs> in some other things. I hate things like this where they change characters' names. So yeah, it's like, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Why? Just, yeah, it's a classic just it, thing. It's a character from the book that we got like maybe two sentences of detail on. <laughs> Add whatever detail you want. Yeah. Tom, we got to track this down. All right. To see Dan Cortez in a lead role. Yeah. Man. I feel like I did see this in the 90s 
And I was like, well, here we go. Dan Cortez. He's Jesus a serious actor fuck, now. It's an hour and 32 minutes. Though. <laughs> I thought and that that's was without gonna, commercials. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a 22 minute thing. Yeah, right? I mean, it's a pretty short story. Yeah. Yeah, and it's also the kind of, you know, there's the kind of short story, a classic short story that, like, packs a wallop in the end. Yeah. It's short and Literally, sweet. Literally, right in the face. Yeah. Short and sweet. And if you extend it out into a feature-length yeah. movie... And you don't need like, to know the backstory to everybody. We don't need look. to know the backstory and, like, oh, man, that's crazy. Dan, Dan Cortez, Cortez and Carrie Russell playing a couple. And probably, she's young as hell, huh? Yeah. Probably both this thinking. This is pre-Felicity. Like, all right. Well, we're That's both. That's Emmett Walsh is in this. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> we're going to be big actors, both of us. Yep. And Dan Cortez is like, I'm fresh off a freaking Seinfeld episode. Yeah. MTV Sports. Yeah. I just had a cameo in, in Demolition Man. <laughs> Things are looking up for Dan Cortez. Ah, we should watch this. Eh, I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to spend 90 minutes of my life watching this. Tim, you have a you have a hard enough time fitting in Beavis and Butthead, and you love it. I do. I fall asleep watching Beavis and Butthead. I laugh so hard, and then I fall asleep. <laughs> I laugh so hard, I fall asleep. I don't even need laughing gas. <laughs> hey, anybody, uh, we'll finish this up, but... Uh, Anybody looking for a laugh, the new Beavis and Butthead, one of the best comedy series, so much better than the originals. And look, I love the originals, but oh boy, they've really done a number. Yeah. So good. Uh, my favorite my favorite show on television. <laughs> yeah, my, absolutely my favorite comedy right now. Favorite comedy. Tom, have you watched Reservation Dogs? I haven't watched any of that. Um, gotta watch it. It's the best show I've, on I've heard it's that's a, very good. It's like legitimately non-Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> Special on television. <laughs> funny in a different way or funny in the exact same way? Funny just, in the exact same way. As just funny. following the two stupidest boys yeah. in the nah, world. No, nah. Reservation Dogs is great. I think my girlfriend uh, watched that or, wa- or watches it or something. You'll I, like it. You'll, I you'll see really it in like the it. Hulu. Yeah. In the Hulu queue. I see it in the Hulu. Yeah. I'll give it a try. the chewiest thing you ever said. give it a try. Tim, if we start accusing each other of being chuggy, we'll be here all night. <laughs> all right. Uh, any final thoughts on the lottery? Uh, hey, this is a lottery I don't want to win. Yeah. Same. Because I don't want to die. Me neither. Especially don't want to be stoned to death by my family and the rest of the village. Yeah, people that I was joking around with like yeah. 10 minutes earlier. Yeah. I don't want to be like, oh, thank God it's not me. It's a member of my immediate family. <laughs> the bee, uh, have the biggest smile on my face. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm. Gl- you know what? Mm-hmm. It sucks that it was that lady, but like, at least, like, at least Shirley Jackson didn't make it like... Oh, the five-year-old boy was in Stone to Death. <laughs> yeah, that would have been uh, real dark. Then I would have written a letter to the New Yorker. <laughs> I would have read it, written it last night while I was reading it. Just been like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just fuck. Yeah. Yeah, they would have gotten that message. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking uh, 54 years later, they would have understood what I meant. Uh, a knock Wait, on the editor's door. 74 years later. Knock on the editor's door. Uh, sir, we just got a letter in that says "fuck." Oh boy! Oh. This Pull the issue. Thing will never, <laughs> never blow over. Fall off the newsstand. 
Hey, thank you for being a patron. We love you very much. Sound off in the comments. Uh, we got one more chew- one more spooky story to read. Yeah. We got to figure it out. Get Tell it. us the chugiest thing about us. No. Hashtag <laughs> I don't want that. Chugi boys. <laughs> uh, recommend some uh, spooky short stories. Yeah. Uh, happy Halloween month to you and yours. And we'll see you next week.